so fly, so high, feel godlike. Peace and black power to the family. It's your boy, Kwame Heru, a.k.a. Mr. God Body, no excuses. This is your big homie OT coming with another episode of We're Tired of Asking. Back like we never left. Facts. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Thank you as a new listener. Thank you. Uh, if you're a returning listener, thank Ashe. you for whatever work you may be doing out in your world to make a difference. Ashe, Ashe. You know what I mean? As long as you're positively affecting the people that you care about, um, that's what matters. Never think less of yourself. Let's keep it going. Yes, yes. We're moving in the right direction, hoping that you're doing what you need to do so you could do what you want to do in the long run. And we're doing our part, giving forth our effort. Uh, what we think is the right moves to make. So, what's good, bro? How you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling great. That's As what's I, up. That's I used to up. say in my uh, my devil dog days. Feeling good. Devil feeling dog great. days. What's that? You fuck with the wrong ring. Sir, <laughs> 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 so, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. I can dig it. I can dig I'm it. I'm gonna man. rip out your brain and piss on your skull. You fuck yeah. with the wrong ring. <laughs> Yo, you taking it back with that one, man. That's a classic right Absolutely, there. That's man. a few good one men. Of, one of the best scenes ever, man. Yeah, uh, for those television. who don't know, a few good men, the movie. Yeah, man, yeah. classic scene, like but you I, said. I'm doing well, bro. I'm doing well, man. Um, family outlook's looking good. That's what's up. Outlook for a brighter future and the work that we're doing, that's mm-hmm. looking good. And on an individual level. I feel like I'm doing pretty good. So that's uh, what's up. Progress, know, production, production. All, all three facets that are important to me right now, hitting them home. I say, I say. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling well. I'm feeling well out here doing, getting things done. You know, uh, slowly but surely, taking it day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, just trying to move in the right direction and set myself up, my family up, and my community up to do better than. You know what we're doing now. Absolutely. You know what That's I mean? That's what it's all about. I also want to say uh, thanks to our listeners, those that support us. As you've said before, for giving us their most precious resource, their time. Absolutely. And tuning in and, you know, carving out a little part of your day to listen to us and see what we got going and see what we're talking about. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. This is just a small part of what we do. Absolutely. Um. The, this is like you said. The, the work is much more, but uh, it all matters. Yes, um, yes, yes. But we want to keep things, you know, keep the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. And um, this isn't necessarily the main thing, but it does play a part in everything that we need to do. Big a major facts. Part, Big facts. We got to control our narrative. We got to control our narrative. We got to take control of our story and our account and tell it. How we see it, we can't have people telling our story and chopping it up, editing it, and feeding it as if it's the truth. We got to do that ourselves. Absolutely. And this is part of what we're doing. And to speak on that, it's important because uh, recently in Buffalo, a local news station did a report on 50 companies that were feeding families through the pandemic, and not one of them were black or African-American, not one of the companies were black and African-American. And I know one, I mean, I know we've been feeding people for the amount of, a small amount of time, but the African Heritage Food Co-op has been feeding people for a couple years now and throughout the pandemic and uh, other people 
in the community have been donating and they failed to recognize one person. So that speaks to us controlling our narrative. We can't have them putting it out there that we're not doing the work or things are not being represented in, in the right way. And that's one of the aspects of we're tired of asking, making sure that we give you the whole truth and nothing but the truth while other people tell you how it might be. Absolutely. And we telling you how it is. Yeah, baby. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the IG tag or the, the hashtag uh, IY, if you, IYK. Right, right. KY. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if you know, you know. Yeah. You know, the hashtag, <laughs> if you know, you know, is real popular. If you uh, know, and, you and, know. And that kind of speaks to our situation. We know who's really doing the work. We know who's really about that life. Yes, yes. We know who cares about others. Um, mm -hmm. And if we're not in a position to make it known for ourselves, no one's going to do it for us. Right, 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 right. So, 100%. Um, as always, we like to start. Before we even do that, man, how... how uh, what was the reaction that you got about our last episode that we did? The reaction that I got about our last from, episode. From, you know, from listeners and stuff. Uh, I was told we were harsh on the women. Okay. Okay. I, I kind of, I was told that as well. Uh, also, I heard uh, some good reviews. Yeah. People took some stuff away, learned a few things, some tidbits. They may not have took taken everything, but, you know, even if they took a small piece and they can learn they could learn from that and add it to their repertoire or add it to their me mental bank and use it in the future. I mean, it's, I think that's a job well done. Absolutely. It's just mm -hmm. like reading a book, right? You're going to dump probably 90% mm -hmm. of what you read, but 10% is going to stick with you and it right, might change right. your life. Right. Like uh, our elder Dr. John Henry Clark says, with the fruit, you know, you juice the fruit, you use what part of the fruit you need and what you don't need, you throw it away. Absolutely. So, you know, take what you need and what you don't need, you throw it away. But just to reiterate, you know, we love our sisters and don't let the snapshot of that episode deter anybody. You know what I mean? If you look at the body of work that we've put out, if you follow us, you know, man, we love our black women. And as we said, if we can't criticize or critique each other, then what good are we? You know, we have to be able to hold people accountable. You have to be able to hold us accountable and vice versa. So, yeah, man, I just want to know what, what, what the reviews were in regards to the last episode that you got. Because, you know, I heard some similar things. Okay. You know right. what I mean? You but, know what but, I mean? but when people are uncomfortable, that means there's some growth there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, there is no growth without being uncomfortable. No pain, no gain, right? Absolutely. No pain, no gain. So, man, listen, get something. All right. All right. Yes, Food yes. for thought. Food for thought. You dig? Yes, yes. So, again, as we usually do, Kwame Haru is going to lead us with our health and wellness segment. You know, he's always good at giving us gems, uh, keeping us your best self uh, as far as health. There's a vast knowledge base in that arena. So, without further ado, Ashe, Ashe. So for today's health and wellness segment, I'm going to be highlighting another one of Cosmic Enterprises' great products. And this is something called Mucosa Tea. And I'm going to do again like I did last week, break down some of the ingredients and uh, give you some of the benefits of what is in this Mucosa Tea. It's something that you should drink three times a day. It's something that, you know, I've made and I've had. It's purgatory. It gets things out of your system. Um, and I stand by it. It's good. It's good for the body. 
And as we say, health is wealth. Prevention is better than a cure. So let's get into it. One of the first ingredients is mullein. It's a plant that is extremely beneficial to the respiratory system. It is classified as an expectorant, which means that it gets rid of and promotes the discharge of mucus. And as it does this, it soothes mucus membranes in the respiratory system primarily. And this supports what we have discussed about mucus being a precursor to disease. As Dr. Sabi has taught, and the same as my mom and I and Baba have reiterated, the body suffers from disease and array of ailments because of mucus and also inflammation. So if you get rid of those things or if you don't allow those things to get in your body by the food you consume, you're preventing instead of curing. And mullein discharges, discharges mucus. It's been good for and known to fight the common cold, sore throat, asthma, bronchitis, COPD, pneumonia, and even ear infections. Mullen contains an active amount of saponins and tannins that are naturally occurring components in plants that protect against fungi and bacteria. So not only is it discharging mucus, it's preventing the presence of fungus and bacteria that can lead to infections of the aforementioned diseases. It also has calendula, which I spoke about last week in the immuno special, and it's an antifungal, it's an antibacterial, it's an anti-inflammatory, uh, anti excuse me, and it helps soothe as eczema and it helps heals, heals wounds. It also has a plant called hysop, and this kind of doubles the action of the mullein. It has a plethora of uses and similar amounts of benefits as well. It is used for the respiratory problems, including coughs, the common cold, respiratory infections, sore throat, and asthma. Hysop is used for digestive and intestinal problems, including liver and gallbladder conditions, intestinal pain. It helps with intestinal gas, colic, and it even helps with loss of appetite. Hysop helps with liver problems, uh, urinary tract infections, poor circulation, menstrual cramps, and it can be used topically, which means on the skin, for burns, bruises, and frostbite. Um, studies have shown that it could... It works towards killing cancer cells. A 2014 review by researchers Zielinski and Matowski about phytochemistry and the bioactivity of medicinal plants found that the the family which hysop, the herb family which hysop is in may be able to destroy cancer cells. A 2017 study out of India suggests that hysop may be one of the most potent anti-cancer herbs in the family, killing 82% of breast cancer cells in their laboratory studies. It can even help with ulcers. And as I stated, many of the traditional uses of hysop involve indigestion. And a 2014 study in the Journal of Enzyme Inhibition and Medicinal Chemistry uncovers reason for that. Researchers found that it acts against two chemicals in the body that are implicated in ulcers, urease and achimotrypsin. Because this they conclude that hysop may be an effective ulcer treatment. It also serves as an antiviral, antioxidant, which we spoke about the significance of incorporating antioxidants into your daily regimen, and it's an antimicrobial. We also have nettle, which is anti-inflammatory. It helps lower your blood pressure. It aids in blood and sugar control. It is also a natural diuretic that allows proper fluid flow to the bladder and kidneys, so it helps to prevent kidney stones. It helps treat arthritis, 
gout and and anemia. Nettle contains calcium, iron, magnesium, vitamins A and C. And we know iron deficiency is what's associated with anemia. It also has something called horbound, which is also an expectorant and functions the same as malin. It gets rid of mucus in the respiratory system. It can relieve asthma, whooping cough, and bronchitis. So those are the ingredients in this mucosa tea. So we can see that it functions directly for the respiratory system. And when you hear the respiratory system, you just think of the lungs. But there are many functions and moving parts in the respiratory system. If you get a quick Google search, you'll see everything that's incorporated in the in the respiratory system, and this mucosa tea helps get rid of mucus and enhance the health of your respiratory system overall. That joint sound like a cure-all. It's good, man. It, it has a lot of great benefits, and, you know, your respiratory, you can't do nothing. You can't live if you ain't breathing. Hey, you, you know said it I mean? tastes good, man. I ain't going to. I mean, you can add. It, it's bitter. <laughs> You know, and bitters are are tough taste. Yeah, yeah. You can add, you know, agave or yeah. The the benefit is definitely worth it. But you can, you don't want to add sugar, but you can add something like agave, a a little sweetener, to it to kind of neutralize the the bitter taste. But you know, when you're dealing with, um, I just wanted to say when you're dealing with this mucosa tea, and I spoke about all the plants that are in it. It's really our ancestors. Our elders were very proficient in botany, you know, and understanding uh, the plant life and understanding the earth and working with it instead of against it to help us heal our bodies and using what was grown in the earth as medicine and as cures. And this is something that has been around for the longest time, especially with our people from our ancient ancestors back in the motherland. And, you know, some of that information passed to our elders today that helped make it through that middle passage. And it's something that this new generation, us young people need to pick up on because we don't want it to be lost. So with the mucosa tea and a lot of what my mom and I do, it deals with plants, it deals with herbs, and it deals with stuff from the earth. Because our body, if you break down our body, a lot of what our body is composed of is stuff that you can find in the earth. You know what I mean? Water, uh, copper, gold, and things like that. There's a lot of things that are out there in the earth are, are what our body is made out of. And, you know, the proper balance carbon. of that. Carbon. You know, the proper balance of that is effective in in good health and efficient health. So you, that you, botany and... You, well, I was going to say, you know what's interesting, too, this is the most medicated age, mm-hmm. and they know the benefits of the science, mm-hmm. but they, they've broken down the plants and the, the, the minerals and the vitamins mm-hmm. to such a level that, or even concentrated it in a way that's out of its normal state. Right. You know what I mean? Like when we GMOs. have all these things here that are in its normal state that we can have, but, you know. That's a fact. love of money. I mean, you know, it's always <laughs> profit over people, profit over people. And and even, not even just the plants, the soil. The soil is so n- nutrient and mineral deficient, especially here in the hells of, of North America. You know, the soils lack, and that's where plants and, and fruits and food get their their vitamins and 
and, and minerals from from good soil. So if the soil is no good, then the plants are really not going to have the maximum amount of vitamins, minerals that they that they should have. And then we're eating dead food. You know what I mean? It's not something that's alive. Fruits and foods are alive, but it's not as alive as it should be. Back to the earth. Back to the earth, dog. Back to the earth. You know what I mean? You got anything else? Nah, that's it, man. Mucosa tea, Cosmic Enterprises, Brooklyn, New York, 147 Rockaway. Check them out. Tell them I sent you. Maybe, nah, we ain't giving no discounts, man. Support black business. Forget support black business. Stimulate each other. Stimulate each other's economy. Stimulate the economy. We don't got to say support anything. Just know to stimulate our economy. I think, though, we have to, because it's been so ingrained in us and such second nature for us to put our dollars outside of the community because we know how much our black dollars circulate within the community. You know what I mean? So let's make a conscious effort to know where we're spending our money, to know where we're, you know, putting our economics. I agree, but I I think support is like something you do that's goodwill. And when you go shopping somewhere else, you don't just do it for goodwill. Right. You just stimulate someone else's economy. Yeah, Because it's good for you. Let's stimulate each other's economy because it's good for us. You know what I'm saying? So um, that, that's my you. take on it. That's yeah, my take yeah, on man, it. But how, however we say it, we're trying to get to the same point. So I that's shame, what matters. Yo, so. Health is wealth. Prevention is better than a cure. Get your mind right. Get your body right. Get your spirit right. Get everything right so you can be functioning, effective, and efficiently and ready to take on the world and not worry about gout bunions and all this type of stuff that's going to slow you down and stop us from fighting a good fight. Go find you feel me? Some. Health as well. Get this right. Get you some Makosa tea. Get you some Immuno Special. Get 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 everything you need. Make sure that you you eating good and, and, and getting everything that your body needs to function. You heard Electric, the man. You heard the man, Mister God. Body, no excuses. No excuses, man. Stop BSing with yourself. Hey, so before we get started on the main discussion, I think we should talk about a couple of things from current events. What's up? What's going on in the world today? Speak on it. Hey, man. Uh, did you see what's going on with Megan Markle? What's her name? Megan Markle, yeah. The, and, uh, and Prince Harry? Yeah, I've I've I, I've heard about it. I didn't put too much of my Hey, um and and everything with the Oprah interview. Right. And what else was there? What what else was there we were talking about the other day sitting on the couch? I'm not sure. Oh. Well, yeah, man, let's get into that. Megan Markle and Prince Henry. Okay, I, so check this, check this. Go ahead. Fuck them. Right. Good conversation. There it what is. You, what, you, <laughs> what you got on the topic? Hey, sustained. You know what I mean? Sustained. That's I don't it. really... I, I Go ahead. The, the point is, this stuff is not important to us. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. It doesn't affect our day-to-day, and it's not going to change our circumstance. Right. What it generates in talk is taking away from other things that we can be doing. I say. We, we all only have so much output in a day. Right. So much output in a year. So much output in a lifetime. And when you start to add up all the things we waste time on, especially when you want to have a significant life, these things matter. So other other outlets will talk about that shit. Mm -hmm. Because they know it's trending and it's popular. Right. But we do the real work 
to talk about the real things that's really going to make the change. Because that's not going to make the change. I agree. So fuck them. Because you know we jump from headline to headline to headline and we get distracted. So I could uh, support that sentiment. I, w- I don't know if I would have said it as harshly, but point taken, A, F it. It's a little hyperbolic. No, nah, I to, feel to you. Dr- to drive the point home. I feel you. I feel but you. But that, that, there's a reason why I do it. I already know. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah, man, we can't get distracted. We got to steadfast the purpose, stay on point with what needs to be done in the work that we need to do, worrying about if they got kicked out of a royal palace is the least of my worries. You know what I mean? People worrying about eating. Shit People wasn't wearing, Zamunda. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Or Wakanda. We don't, got <laughs> we don't got nothing to worry about. They ain't get kicked out of Zamunda. I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah, Prince man. Prince Harry, I don't know. He might have been welcoming Wakanda how they did that thing. with the. But hey, anyway. But yo. Check it. What's good, man? Yo, let's get right into yo, it. Yo, let's get right into it. What you got? Yo. Question number one, have black men been undervalued and underappreciated? Yo. Have black men been undervalued and underappreciated? I go first. The black man can. The black uh, man can. Unless we're in America. Okay. In America, the black man's lazy. He's loud. He's rude. He's broke. He's inconsiderate. He's emotionally unavailable. He's unintelligent. Mm -hmm. He's a bad father. And he's a blank nigga. A what? That that blank, you could insert any negative adjective you want to to attach it. Mm -hmm. A a F N-word. A broke Mm N-word. A stink N-word. A little dick N-word. All (laughs) of it, right? These are all things we've seen, right? So to answer the question... Yes, the black man is undervalued and underappreciated. And and these are associations with black men that have been conveyed since this land was colonized. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As well as the proliferation of what we know today is marketing. Mm -hmm. We're the only subgroup who's measured by the worst of us, and then that measurement sticks. We're never able to shake it. Yeah. But it's a concept that I reject. And personally, I see a, a change in that landscape. I see a change in that landscape online. I see a change in the landscape when I travel. Mm-hmm. I see a change in the landscape in the men that I interact with. And I intentionally go out to interact with black men to get a feel for what they're going through or, or an understanding of who they are. I say, I say. You know what I mean? That's a fact because a poignant point in our history has been the ensa- enslavement and subjugation of a- African people. We got to take it back a little bit. You know what I mean? We were colonized. We were treated inhumanely, to say the least. Propaganda and, comp- and campaigns were mobilized by white people to achieve outcomes that they were able to achieve, particularly with the act of enslavement. They made this behavior acceptable. It was necessary to remove any valuable connection between the thing that they were trying to subdue and the world or the power structure at large. So in other words, it was important to detach the humanity from black people in order to accomplish what they set out to do. They treat people in such a way that no one would question it or see anything wrong with it. You know what I mean? And the way this was done by manipulating, demonizing, degrading our image, and having the world view us as less than. 
And as a big of a feat as it was, it was they were successful. You know, slavery was a booming business and some areas exist to this day. The effect of it certainly have lived on into perpetuity. And this European mindset of viewing us as less than and having no real significant value has seeped in and permeated the mind of black people today. And as it pertains to black men, our worth has systematically been under attack and under and undermined from slavery up until this very day. Your image, which speaks to many things, but one thing being credibility. And that's everything. That's social currency. That cannot be replaced or discounted as its necessity. You feel me? This is something that the world runs on. Credibility, your quality of being trusted and believed in. That's the textbook definition. The credibility of black manhood. What is our quality and our, what is the quality of us being able to be trusted in? And once that is lost, our place in the world is lost. You know what I mean? Our credibility, our image has definitely been attacked. And as I stated, this directly speaks to eroding the black male image. To colonize a people, your strategy has to be able to, you have to take out the warrior class. You have to take out the strongest among them. You know what I mean? And there are many ways you could do that. Do this one of the most effective ways. You could just kill everybody, right? Or you could kill the image of the entity that's supposed to protect you and provide you and now the value is lost within the community so now the world discredits you on the world stage and within the black community now black men are their 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 worth is marginal and this is this is something that has gone on through time and through history our credibility has been attacked which says that our image has been attacked and it's something that we've been scrapping for and fighting for to fighting for to this day consciously a lot of men have you know we have some bad apples you know what i mean but for, for the most part black men have been stri striving to be what they're supposed to be the protectors and the providers of their family and their community and once that credibility was lost everything just it was a domino effect you know what I mean? And that's how I see. So when you say are we undervalued and underappreciated, we absolutely are. And this is something that didn't just happen. This was a concerted effort to attack us as black men and our image and make us less than in the community. You know what I mean? And on, on a large scale, on a, on a, on a, on a world, world scale. scale and more importantly, with between each other. On an interpersonal scale? On That's a, a fact. Interpersonal level? That's a fact. Well, you said a, a word there, manipulation. Mm -hmm. So what has been the manipulation of the black male image? Because I think when I hear the manipulation of the black male image, mm -hmm. I think you kind of spoke to it. I think it's the most important thing that's hurt the black community. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I sure. And... The relationship, like you said, between the individual, man and woman, man and family, mm -hmm. man and community. When that relationship is broken and eroded, you're constantly trying to repair it as well as you're tr constantly trying to stay in your purpose. Right. And this is not easy to just do two things at once. That's a fact. A and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that destroys the spirits and kills the ideas 
of opportunity mm-hmm. for growth. You know right. what I'm saying? I say, I say. Even when you look at the public school system, mm-hmm. special education, yep. putting kids in, 80% of black and Hispanic kid males are in special education. Mm-hmm. They're being stigmatized and categorized in one group. Their prospects for progress are limited. Right. Their prospects for growth are limited, and it's determined by a subjective point of view right. that is not our own. That's a fact. You're labeled and identified as this, mm-hmm. and that you're stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And to shake it off, it's you know it's on your record forever, mm-hmm. forever, forever. And we know as, as kids how we used to look at special ed as it was an other. It was alien. You you weren't really a full human being. So imagine how the world looks at that. They don't see. There's no sympathy there. There's no sympathy. It's something, as you said, it's a label that carries on, that you carry with you, almost like a felony. Something that you carry with you, or you're a special ed. You you really don't have comprehension or the social skills or whatever you need to be a success in this world. So we're going to relegate you to here, or we're going to build prisons based off of these special ed numbers and things like that. I mean, it's real. And I see it, it taking it back as a buck breaking thing. And I say that because it's well, define buck breaking, buck breaking in slavery days is what they would do to black men in front of the village, in front of their women, in front of their kids. They would they would rape black men or they would beat them to they're half dead and plantation owners would rape them. This happened in the Caribbean. This happened in the Americas as well. And once that happened, once they were raped by the slave master, now you lose as you lose your place within the community, even the slave community. Okay, you see the big black man; he just been raped by this white dude. It's like uh, if it if could happen to him, it's, it could happen to me. Right. So, so there's no protection. Right. There's no protection. This the black man can't protect us. The black man is less than. He's weak. These are all everything that becomes associated with this buck breaking. And, and that's the extreme. That's the extreme example. But we have examples of that today in current day. You know what I mean? Even I mean, just to bring up a current event with Kirk Franklin, like for him to feel he had to apologize and had to come, you know, cowering for some type of apology and acceptance. You know, I mean, it it speaks to. It, it doesn't speak to fortitude. It's, it's, it speaks to you're trying to acquiesce and move to the whims of society, which has been defined by white people as we understand it today. Absolutely, man. You know, Absolutely. so I, I see things as far as the black male image as a buck breaking, a, a lot of buck breaking from going to jail, from special ed, from having to apologize, from having people dress up in, in dresses and uh, you know for entertainment or to be palatable this, i i see things as falling under the category of, of buck breaking especially when it comes to black men you know what i mean from weight and, and from slavery days to today you know and and that when, when so again when you talk about 
being undervalued and being un- underappreciated, I can't emphasize enough. This is this is a systematic effort. This is a, a concerted effort to do this thing. It's not something that happened overnight, and it's not something that just happened the other day. We got to remember, during the rise of the Black Power movement in the 60s, mm-hmm. the FBI intentionally infiltrated and planted propaganda to discredit the groups that were growing. Right. Our federal government agency intentionally planted propaganda to discredit, right, the image of these groups that were growing because that group, growing group, was considered the most detrimental thing to America's safety. Right. A hundred percent. We can't just gloss over that. No, nah, we can't. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's an important part of our history. That's a that's a very significant part of our history because it changed the trajectory. It changed the trajectory. It didn't allow us to be and become. And this whole idea of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and whatnot. But it's when a false notion. Yes. It's it, a false notion. Facts. A- and it's in line with everything associated with us. Mm-hmm. You pull us down, you tear our image down, mm-hmm. we work ourselves back, we build our own image, we organize in our groups, you infiltrate our groups, you tear it down, you separate our families, right. and you put new safeguards in. To keep it the way it is. Right. We've been defined by a system that we've been locked out of. Black men have been defined by a system that we've been locked out of. And we've been measured by that system as well. When you talk about accruing resources. Now, A, your value is tied to how much money you make. Your value is tied to your social status. Your value is tied to these faulty things. And again, we lose our place. Okay, so if our only, my only use for you is money, a social construct, if you really want to get into it, if my only value for you is money, then if I make money, then I don't need you. I don't appreciate anything else about you. Or... If I don't want to hear what you have to tell me and there's something else or someplace else that I can get money from, right? then I'm going to do that. And I won't deal with you because I don't like what you have to say. Mm-hmm. It all marginalization. Absolutely. It, we, we get marginalized. We get put in a box and we get devalued. And that, and that's what's been happening Throughout history, and it's something that, as we've said, it's it's in our TV shows, it's in our commercials, it's in our entertainment. How many positive black male images do we see? How many positive black male images do we see? To be honest with you, I'm not even watching much TV these days. In any form of media or publication. Yeah. You, even on 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 YouTube or and may and may not be for us though. 
for our kids. Yeah. You know, we besides, I mean, I don't want to speak anecdotally about us, but but where can the average black black person. child see a positive black male image? In the commercials, I've seen we got these interracial couples. It's a white woman and a black wife, or we just have a single the image of a single mom. Um, we're we're hypersexualized. If you do, if when you do see black men, we're hypersexualized. We're extra aggressive. Where do you see just a a, a well rounded stand up black man? A black man. It's not a common theme, and studies have shown. Studies, studies have been done. There was a study at. Um, it wasn't Rutgers. Rutgers. I forget. I I pull it up. But studies have shown how these images affect the way people interact with us and engage with us. So you constantly put these things out there that we're, we're, we're criminals, we're hypersexualized, we're hyper-aggressive, we're unintelligible, un, 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 unintellectual, or uh, is it anti-intellect? Unin, Unintelligible, unintelligent. Yeah, unintelligent, excuse me. We're unintelligent, anti-intellectual. Whatever, we're unintelligent. We're just an athlete. Hey, shut up and dribble. You know, you shouldn't have any, you don't really have any thought worth something. All of these things and all of these images are put out there and our image is eroded and it's demonized, it's demeaned, it's transmuted, all these things, all these things. So when we come and we try to build family and build community, it's negligible at the starting point. Our starting point is negligible. The issue with it is, I think, what, what I stated before, we're measured by our worst, and then mm-hmm. that measurement sticks. Mm-hmm. And that bad apple spoils the bunch kind of thing. That bad apple doesn't, it's not really spoiling the bunch, Mm -hmm. but that's the only apple we see. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that, you know, it's put that apples put in front of us repeatedly over and over and over. And we see it constantly. That's why when a story becomes big, you see it over and over and over on the news to remind you of something. Mm -hmm. And you, over time, there's no way that, that can't play a role in your thoughts. Mm-hmm. That can't play a role in how you see yourself and how you see the people you interact with. I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of walking down the street and looking at a, a, a brother mm-hmm. and being conscious of what he may do, what's possible that he may do. Okay. As opposed to just he's walking and I'm walking. Right? Okay. And that may be... Now is that something that is often happens or no? This this was something that probably happened in my younger years. Okay, that's not something because I've consciously noticed it and made an effort right. to repel that behavior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I actually I like to walk by people and say what's up. Same thing here. Same you know thing what I mean? Here, I say yes, yes. I acknowledge you. You acknowledge me. Let's let our guards down. There is no uh, 
there is no malice between us. Right, or any tension, type of friction. Exactly. I'm not looking to get anything from you or over on you. I'm not trying to be aggressive. Nope. That's what's up. Absolutely. That's something that I've learned to do myself, going uh, going down south for school. That was something that they did down there. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I guess a southern hospitality thing. and That's something that I incorporated into my my being, okay, I'm going to see a black man. And consciously today, hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? All right. You know what's going on. Who knows what that person, that 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 brother's going through. Because there's been instances where I just say, what's up, brother? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm having trouble at home. This, then, Just I created an avenue for them to vent and release something. You know, who knows what they might have gone on and did. But just say, hey, what's up, man? You all right? How you doing? And that helped them release some anger and, and release some tension and, and created a safe space to vent or build a relationship, build a relationship, which is the most important thing. Absolutely. That's what the human experience, is which all is the about. most important thing. I, I was going to also say, I think something we have to, we have to analyze is who benefits from manipulating our image. Who benefits from manipulating there's, our there's image. a monetization in it, man. Okay. There's speak, a mon- speak on it. Speak there's on a it. monetization in the manipulation of the black male image. There's a monetization in it. Break it down for from in our music, in our movies, um, from our jails, our hypersexualization from jails. You know, there there are many aspects where. White people have benefited off of our image. Or even. Or the, the I- manipulation of it. Go ahead. The idea of a individual interaction, mm-hmm. a, a police officer and a black man, that becomes escalated because of the police officer's perceived image of the black man. Right. Regardless of what the black man is actually going to do or capable of doing. I say. And then when you add in the media coverage on top of it, whether it's the placating and trying to speak to our hearts mm-hmm. or it's the other side, uh, every side's winning. CN- CNN and Fox is both winning. Yep. They're both have their talking points and they're both monetizing the destruction of the black male image. I say. It's, this a, is it's real. a fucking devil's game. This is real. The judge is winning. The police officer is winning. The person that owns a funeral home is winning. The correction officer is winning. They get that overtime. The more black men fill the jails. They win in hand over fist. The lawyer is winning because you got to pay the lawyer if you can. Like They're winning hand over fist from the destruction or the manipulation and depiction of black men, especially being criminals, especially being... Uh, extra ag- aggressive and uncontrollable, hypersexualized. I mean, they're winning black, o- excuse me, hand over fist. And to speak to your point, there there was a Rutgers study done that says that uh, the media portrayals of black men contribute to police violence. So how we're personified in the media, as I said, dictates how cops are going to deal with us and engage us and approach us. Even an author, uh, Tim Wise, he used to, he, I remember him speaking and he said that he did 
um, police se seminars and he would speak to them about their biases. And they said, and one of the examples that he said or used was, what do you say if you see a, a white kid in a nice car? Oh, he's spoiled, rich, daddy probably got money. And then he said, well, if you see a black kid, oh, probably dealing drugs up to no good. Stole it or something. You, something negative. So, and that comes from how we're portrayed in our portrayal at, at large in mass media. Okay, because we're, we're looked at as criminals. We're looked at as all these negative things. Right. And that's why you can have all these police in our neighborhood, because you focus on cr or you're fighting crime. Well, what's interesting, too, is when you add in like this whole weed thing mm -hmm. and weed becoming legalized, mm -hmm. all the black men that were locked up from that. Would they still be considered felons? Because how many felons does that reverse right the idea of those men being felons how many black men does that reverse mm -hmm. right profits over people mm -hmm. when it was more profitable to lock them up for this mm -hmm. let's keep it do keep it going That's as well as all the jobs it provided as well as all the government resources it provided as far as censuses and all that things but when you when, when it's reversed and now it becomes legalized does the positive effect Come with us? No, that stigma still stays attached. That um, st that stamp, that negative stamp, still right. sticks on them. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. And it can't. Again, we can't shake it. Mm -hmm. We can't shake this measurement in which people are gauging who we are, and it has nothing to do with us. Mm -hmm. But we got to take it back. That's a fact. That's we got to take it back. A hundred percent. Because when you spoke about. You know, the weed and the drugs. This is money in the bank because now federal governments, as we saw that they did in the early 80s, they 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 pushed these initiatives. Right. So, for example, the 1994 crime bill. Right. Now you're federal, you're federally funding people states and municipalities to chase a boogeyman to chase a to chase crime so somebody has to be a criminal these who is this criminal who is this criminal that we're, criminal chasing, that we're, we're chasing? chasing and these dollars it's millions and billions of dollars in this so now there's this fight on crime now there has to be a criminal now, you can't, yeah, you can't have a war on crime, and there be no crime, there yeah. be no criminal. Yeah, and who often is portrayed as this criminal? And this is what we—it's it, money. Or yo, they laughing all the way to the bank. Just like the um, the Reagan commercial when he was going up against Dukakis. Was it Reagan or was it Bush? I think it was. Oh, it might have been Bush. It was Bush, the older Bush Senior. Going up against Dukakis. Yeah. And um, Willie Horton. Willie Horton. Yep. Right. The portrayal of Willie Horton and his one-off image. Oh, man. You ain't tough on crime. Yep. Okay. Let this black man out. He raped a white woman and killed her. Mm-hmm. And, you know. And he was leading up to that point. Yep. And he lost the election just off well, that. Well, you know, uh, two, two birds of the same flock. 
I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, I have no quarrel with that. Yeah. But how it looks on paper. Just speaking to the point of the image and how we're, we're operating in this space that no matter who puts the image out, right. the image is sticking. Yo, bro. You are this. It goes back, bro. It goes back a long time. Birth of a Nation. The 1915 movie Birth of a Nation when it was not too far, 1865, end of 1865, uh, so-called emancipation, right? In 1915, this movie comes out. And the image that it portrayed of, of the black man, it had to protect this most sacred thing, the white woman, because we're these sexual beasts, insatiable can't can't <laughs> so this image word, insatiable. this image okay hey man you yo you got to protect society because look at this and through history hey you got to protect society because look at this you got to protect society because look at this from emancipation it, our our existence has been criminal our existence has been stigmatized our existence has been relegated to the lowest status. We've been kept out. We've been knocked down, and, you know, we get up time and time again to fight. But just to, yo, through history, man, it, it's just, it repeats itself. This display of how we are. And I think that's our strength, actually. Okay. That's what makes us the most resilient. It's in our DNA to be resilient. Mm -hmm. It's in our DNA to be family. It's in our DNA to win. It's in our DNA to get up the next day and do it. Facts. Regardless of the, the, the negative circumstances we've been put into outside of our choices. 100%. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of brings us to the next point. Like, What changes do we as black men have to make to see our image change. Yo, we got to be accountable. We gotta and be we accountable. have to hold each other accountable. And we can't be afraid to do that. Because we're only as strong as our weakest link. And you made the example about this bad apple. Yep. We got to hold this bad apple accountable. Hey, this is what the program is. This is what we're doing. We have to set up. or to Even take it back. Say we can't. Say we can't get to the adults. We got to have rights of passage programs for our young men coming up. Absolutely. You know what I mean? We got to have rights of passage for our young men coming up. If we can't get these older or adults in line as far as, A, you're hurting us more than you're helping us with what you're doing, well, we got to get to the youth. And we have to be those positive role models and positive images for them to emulate. Have these rights of passages. Talk, talk to the kids. Have have events or something where they could come out and socialize. Just like how these white America has the Boy Scouts, we have to have our own thing. Get your own badges. One day, hey, go out and help somebody. Uh, Pick one, up trash in the community. Something. Help someone up the stairs with their groceries. Right. Know. So this is th that's something that we can do. Hold each other accountable and have our efforts, a lot of our efforts geared toward our youth and our, our young boys coming up. Absolutely. Um. I got a couple things here. Okay. We're going to stop looking for other groups to recognize or validate us. 
Mm-hmm. We cannot allow what other people think of us when we know that they're casting our image in a negative light consistently, effectively, and efficiently. Right. We cannot look for their recognition or their validation. Mm-hmm. We have to stand resolute in what we know to be true. We be the standard for ourselves and then stand on the work laid down by our fathers before us. Mm-hmm. We're going to provide for our families, not only monetarily, but provide protection, provide guidance, provide direction, and education. Shout out to Shah- Shaharazad Ali. I share. I you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And in that guidance, right, we spoke about it earlier, the portrayals of us, mm-hmm. black people watch the most fucking TV. Mm-hmm. I know we definitely watch a lot of it. Blacks watch more television than any other group about, a f- about 40, 40, 44 hours a week, according to the uh, Nielsen rating studies. Mm-hmm. 44 hours a week. Amazing. And we work 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got your 9 to 5, and then you're getting in your, your, your 5 to whatever, your 5 to 11, mm-hmm. watching TV. We're making sure we get it in our week. That shit is killing our overall productivity as well as it's killing our minds. We're reinforcing everything that's being told about us because we don't control those images. We have to stay away from that. We have to have some type of discipline. And as black men, right, being the men who guide and lead, we have to set the standard for what's right in our family. Going back to what we talked about last week, structure. I share. That's our responsibility. I share. And we we got to stand firm in that. Ashe, Ashe, I definitely. What? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I got I got a few. I got yeah, a few. man. Speak on it, man. I, I I'm here. I'm listening. We have to build economies that can sustain and expand our own interests. Okay. Shout out to We Buy Black, trying to compete with the Amazons, the WalMarts, and the Targets of the world. As we continue to produce our products that we know work best for us, then we can distribute them in a manner that suits us. So we don't really control any industries, but we know what products work best for us. We should be producing those things. Or what products we need. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We should be producing those things. And then we can distribute it as necessary because that's the big goal. That's the big game, distribution and production. A life coach, a hairstylist, that's cool, but those aren't industries that hire and sustain a community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Our co- our collaboration has to be top notch. Right? So if your specialty is mucosa tea mm-hmm. and my specialty is distribution. Okay, let's see what we can get up. I have relationships with this seller, this seller and this seller. Your product is doing X amount of numbers. All right, let's see how we can make this work for a mutual benefit. Mm -hmm. Collaboration. We cannot do it by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Other black men have to be involved. And I'm not saying you ice out the white man as far as collaboration, but you do it on terms that are are fair to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't sell your soul out. Uh, I mean, ice them out. I don't got no... I mean, if we can cut them out and keep these dollars within us... But even if we look at the Asian community, they don't have any necessary respect for black people. But they right. come into the community and they do business. Right. And they'll say thank you when you pay when you buy for something. 
Nah, they won't say thank you. Well, I, I've, I've experienced it where they say thank you, but that nah, doesn't you mean... I think th- they say thank you. They saying, they F- you, say F- you. <laughs> <laughs> how they happen back? Nah, let me stop. <laughs> but even so, they'll let us stimulate their economy, mm-hmm. and they make sure those dollars don't go back into it. They're not putting money into our college funds, our kids' college funds. Right. They're not putting money Nor into the charities. Not. Yeah, and they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Correct. You're right. They shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So we have to do that work. Shout out to the people on IG doing the work to to, to speak to that message, the, the EYLs, the Derek Graces, the Kezia Williams, Ashe. the Jules Consultants, Ashe. all those other ones who's out there doing the work because they yeah. understand the end game. Yeah, that's part of us controlling our community and controlling our community and who come who comes in and who comes out and being protectors of that but we got to i mean we have to start somewhere absolutely we have to start somewhere we're going to stand in our masculinity mm-hmm. and not be sorry about it not compromise on it mm-hmm. and not bow down to anyone who wants to hinder it we're going to stand in our masculinity and not be sorry about it, not compromise it, or bow down to anyone who wants to hinder it. That includes black women. Yes, you. <laughs> Many black men have played into their own self-destructive mindset by including the thoughts of, of others and their perception, their, their perceived pressure from black women. And going off and, their purpose. Exactly. And when you compromise who you are for others, especially as a man of purpose, you become a slave to your situation. You're no longer doing what you, you you know, if you want to become, go religious, you're no longer doing what God sent you to do. Mm -hmm. You're becoming a slave to your situation to keep it fruitful. That's not what we do as men. Or to keep it peaceful. To keep it peaceful. Yeah. That's not what we do as men. That's not what we should do as men. And that's no life for a productive black man. Don't allow yourself to be held hostage for that. And going back to what we talked about in our first episode, right? I'm my brother's keeper. I say. So your image is just as important as my image. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I say. When someone calls in to question your image, they're talking about me too. I say. So all the times we let that go, we we pillow talk with sisters Mm. and, you know, Oh, your ex-boyfriend did this, this, and this? Hold up, hold up. It ain't that simple. You know what I'm saying? Because we're feeding into that black that that negative image that hurts us in the long run. Oh, sure. That hurts what we want to do and what we want to become in the long run. You defend them. You stand up. You say you you question what they're saying. The days of letting that talk go unquestioned, unchecked, unchallenged, them days is over. It's over. You heard the big homie. We standing up. We standing on our square, and we're fulfilling our purpose, unwavering, uncompromising. We're staying focused. We're staying strong, and we're doing as men what we should be doing. Absolutely, and we're executing that to to the fullest degree. I definitely agree with you. I definitely, uh, I definitely think that the the suggestions that you put forth are are fruitful and they're valid. And that's something that, hey, we got to take it to the bank. We got to take it to the bank. And we have to develop this. That we have to consciously get rid of these ideas and images that have been, that've been put into our mind 
and not see black men as people that we can trust because other groups are getting their safety nets. Other groups are getting their cushions for if they fall. Black men, we all we have really is each other. Elaborate on what you mean, their safety nets. The other groups getting their safety I'm nets. I'm saying they are safety nets. They are state-sanctioned safety nets that are given to particular groups to help them in case stuff goes wrong, insurance or something that to stimulate their quote unquote economy and something that can help their image. I don't want to get into, you know, okay, but black men don't have that. We don't have any place to run to. We don't have anybody that really wants to listen to us. It's either we do or we don't. It's either we have the results or we don't have the results. And if we're not making the conscious effort to produce and get these results, then things are going to continue to go the way they are. Absolutely. So we have to consciously, as you said, take control of our image. Consciously, when I see a black man, hey, what's going on, bro? How you doing? Consciously work with each other and remove the negative stigma. Oh, I can't trust this, per this particular person because they want to get over Hey, we got to try, we got to fail, we got to get back up, and we got to try again. And, and in speaking to the point of controlling our image and what we talked about, the, the younger generation, I'm just giving an example. I don't have my son every day, but when I do have him, I remind him that he's black, and I remind him that he can do anything that he works at. I share. I tell him he's a superhero. He asks me, who's your favorite superhero? I say, you are. I say. And why can't you be? I'm not going to let you fantasize about all these other things. I say. Except yourself. I say. It's indirect. It's directly in opposition to the future that I want to see. Mm -hmm. That's NPL or NLP right there. Neuro-linguistic neuro-linguistic programming, I think. That's consciously letting him know or structuring his brain to look within. Last dragon, baby. I sh yo, look within. We've seen the results of everybody searching outside. Well, hey, young, look within. The superhero, yes, is you. It's you. The great person is you. The strongest right. person is you. The smartest person is you. The greatest person is you. Yes, yes, yes. This is what we have to be doing. I say conscious efforts and he doesn't have to be the best at anything, but the work will always beat out talent. Mm -hmm. I say the work will always out beat out talent. I say, and I if say. he knows that he's capable of doing the work, he knows that it's okay for him to fail because he can try again. And he knows that regardless of how anyone sees himself, he has the confidence in himself to keep going. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. That's the arrogance we have to have. Yep. That's the arrogance that we have to have. We have to be walking with that arrogance, mm -hmm. and we have to earn it. I say. It has to be an earned arrogance. Don't dim your life it, for somebody it, else. It's not just, hey, you you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what up, king? What up, queen? We just calling it just to call it. Nah, you got to earn that. Mm. You know what I mean? You have to earn that. And I then like when it. you walk with that, then... We know it's a difference maker. I say, I say, Elder told me the same thing too. You got to earn that. Yeah, that I say, I say, I'm not mad at that.
Definitely got to earn that. Definitely got to earn that. You know what I mean? So we can't let this white society control our image. We got to take it back. We got to reclaim it. So we talked about, we talked about, you know, changes that black men have to make. Yeah. What effect do you think these changes will have on the, the greater black male image as these changes are made? Because in my, my, my opinion, life is about choices, right? Mm-hmm. Especially parenting. Parenting is about choices. I say that to say if your children are given a set of choices that allow them to flourish, then you lived up to part of your life's journey. And when you don't have choices to give your children, they, they can't choose something that's not available to them. So when we limit what choices are available to our children, we're failing their future. And, you know, speaking to what our journey is, and my belief, part of that too is leaving a generation coming after you better than it was when you were here. I say. Leave an inheritance to my children's children. That's scripture for my Bible thumpers. Just, like, take a second. Okay. Everybody. And imagine a network of black men who control their own image. Captains of industry and stewards of their community. How can that fail? It opens up nepotism. It opens up generational wealth. It opens up economies. It opens up cities. It literally opens up roads. Mm -hmm. The blueprint has been laid. The blueprint has been laid. I say. But black men, this is what we can have if we get on one accord and stick to something that we know has to be done. We're defining ourselves for ourselves and reclaiming this definition of manhood, we're separating from this white European understanding of what it is, and we're not allowing it to play into how we see ourselves. So, yeah, owning, operating, conducting, and controlling our own businesses, our own industries, our own enterprises is definitely something that we have to put on, put high on our priority list. And we literally shift the tide of how we're perceived. Our neighborhoods will reflect the best of our abilities because we know what our abilities we'll are. We'll have our own neighborhoods. Absolutely. E- or even the neighborhoods that already exist. Nah, forget that. We ain't messing with them. But I mean, these neighborhoods, but they, I know they, they, they permeate mm-hmm. a negative connotation, a negative association. But now you flip that up on its head. You know, our young daughters have better crop of men to choose from. I say. Instead of being born to a deadbeat, then picking a deadbeat as a partner or co-parent. You know, their whole lives change. Their whole opportunity changes. And the reflection of that, the, the, the greater, the macro effect of that would be what we talk about. What people have been writing about for years. I say. So we're reclaiming our narrative. Absolutely. We're taking back our story. Absolutely. We're doing what needs to be done. And that's definitely, I definitely like that idea of boosting this crop. 
and making those so-called bad apples slim to none. And we all good apples, and we all taking care of what we got to take care of, and we all, I mean, that may be a fantasy, but more than, you know, even though it's not that, it's not the majority of us, but we cut that in half. Absolutely. We cut that in half, and, and we, we're we doing what we need to do. I definitely agree, and I definitely can second that as black men. We got to take control. We got We can't allow things to dictate the How direction of this ship. Yeah, we can't do that anymore. There's no more pointing the finger. There's no more placing the blame on anybody. When it comes to leading ourselves, when it comes to leading our families, when it comes to protecting our women, hey, we just have to do that ourselves. We can't, it's no more, hey, it's them over there. Nah, it's us. We haven't done it because of whatever external forces may exist. And we're no longer saying that it, that it exists or is having uh, an effect on the outcome of what we're doing anymore. I will not compromise who I am or what I stand for and what I'm supposed to be here to do for anyone. Right. Not one single person on this planet will make me do that. And there was a time where you probably could have convinced me that doing that was necessary to keep things good. That day is long gone. Oh, shit. I and if you don't know what you need to stand for, that's why you should come mess with us. Yeah, man. We're tired of asking. Hey. We're tired of asking. Absolutely. We ain't asking anybody to do it no anymore. We're not asking people to paint these positive pictures. We're doing it ourselves. And it's the hearts and minds of our people we definitely got to claim. We definitely got to claim as the hearts well and minds as of our people. The real work that we have to do. I share. The real work is the thing that matters. Because the results will lead to the outcomes that we want. Mm-hmm. The results will lead to the outcomes that we want. The hearts and the minds, the hearts are great, but the minds lead to real work. The minds lead to real work. The heart can come later. You can love me later. Mm-hmm. Let's get this work done. <laughs> Believe in me. Let's get this credibility going. But e- even in the way we see things play out in real, in our real world, mm-hmm. we see business people work all the time and get results and they don't care how people feel. You go to your job and you cooperate in your job regardless of how you feel to get results. Oh, sure. This is true. Let's do it for the greater good. How can we not? How can we not? But that's part of us seeing the value, though. That's part of us seeing the value, and it takes brothers like you and I and brothers that have the similar mindset to really spearhead this. We have to be intentional. We're going to be. We're going to be intentional, and we're going to be direct well, we about it. We are intentional. And that's what it has to be. It can't be it's just going to happen. Black men, we're going to be intentional about how we're carrying and conducting ourselves. The way we interact, the way we engage, the way we don't engage, the way we talk, the way we don't talk, Mm -hmm. the way we smile, what we think is funny, what we think is a joke, the way our children are perceived, the way we engage with our children, that shit matters. 
It all matters. Yo, there has to be a moratorium on certain things. On nigger shit. On yo. It gotta be a moratorium on these things. We gotta put an end to that 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 stuff. As and much I hate as we using that word. As much as we love our rap music, as much as we love our hip hop, cause we that's that's who we are. That's ingrained in our DNA. But as far as where we need to go, they got we gotta place some restrictions on that right now because it's not benefiting us. It's not working in our best interest. And it's even stimulating, like you said, other people's economies. It's it that's where <laughs> you're talking about trickle down. They the ones those other economies are the ones that's trickling down, even though we're the lifeblood of these industries. Absolutely. You know, and we can see it we can see the transition that hip hop has made to where it stands today. And we have to and we have to consciously, intentionally do something about that. And a moratorium, it may sound extreme, but if we're talking about the preservation of us as a people and us being whole and having integrity, there's no measure that's too extreme for us to do what we got to do. I mean, it's a cliche, but it's by any means necessary. It's by any means necessary what has to be done. Cliches are cliches for a reason. It's effective, and that, that gets that gets the point. It's by any means necessary. We can't be n- n- niggas and and this, that, and the third, and s- think that it's going to reflect well on our community, on us as a people. We can't. It, it don't work that way. It don't work that way. And we can talk about all other examples and say, well, what about nah? We talking about what's happening here and now within our community. Absolutely. And regardless, we not of, regardless of anybody else outside. Regardless of, of any anybody else. Regardless of anybody else. We talking about here what's happening now. And we taking back the block. We taking it back, cuz oh. So as we come to a close on this topic, that kind of leads me into somebody who I've just become familiar with, but who's literally emblazed or stood on all the things we presented in this episode, in my opinion. And he he just passed, I think yesterday, or he, he recently passed, the president of Tanzania. Uh, his name is Pombe Mugafuli. But uh, that's going to bring <laughs> us into... I'm no punk bitch. I ain't no punk bitch. I'm no punk bitch. Come on. Camel's hat. So as as I always like to tell everyone, I'm the, uh, the no punk bitch segment is a segment where we acknowledge someone for showing courage in the face of fear, standing up when it's uncommon to stand up and it would be easy to just fold. And for this week, it's the late president of Tanzania, Pombe Magufuli. And some of the things reported on him that were highlights to me was that he rejected pressures from Western countries who provided aid to his country, Tanzania, because he stood on his principles regarding LGBT in his community. Regardless of your opinions on that, he's had he was the leader of a nation and money was being given to his nation 
He said, regardless of the money that you're giving, this is the stance that we have, and we're not changing. We're not wavering. Stand on your principles unwaveringly, mm-hmm. uncompromisingly. He refused Western vaccines in preference of organics from Madagascar. That's deep. He refused Western vaccines in preference of organics from Madagascar. Collaborate amongst each other. We All we need is each other. Collaborate amongst each other. I share. Especially when these outside influences want to take advantage of what you have or what you've developed. The thing that stood out most to me is China had given Tanzania a $10 billion loan before he was elected as president. When he was elected, he reviewed that loan and rejected it. Mm. He said the terms were trash. Only a madman would, would sign up for these terms. Stand on something or fall for anything. Another cliche, right? I share. In, in, a, in a time where all his, pay, or excuse me, in a time where many of his peers across the continent are accepting monies to, for Africa to be developed, he refused it because the long-term effects would be dire to the people that he cared, the people that he served. Standing on your square, ten toes down, like Big Nip said. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Blessings to this man as, uh, in his new role as an ancestor. What's his name? Pombe Mugufuli. Yo, shouts out to, yeah, man. So this to the is president, a, late president of Tanzania. No I've, punk bitch. Yeah, I've read articles and things. Uh, about some of the stuff that you said, him being maintaining integrity and standing on his principles and morals and and, and being unwavering. I mean, I think that's that's something. I think it's good that you mentioned him as real as real stand up. He reminds me of Patrice Lumumba and the stance that he took when dealing with outside forces, and he said pretty much the same thing hey no we no because it's it doesn't serve us well to partake in whatever you're offering so with the late president of tanzania mogufudu mokashina i don't know the name magafuli magafuli i'm sure it's not pronounced that way i don't know how it's pronounced i'm just uh sounding it out as i see it all right but yeah, so I, I, um, same thing with Patrice Lumumba. So, yeah, that's what's up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we gonna wrap it up too with. Don't ask. I said, don't ask. I said, don't ask. No questions. Just give the money. Get the collection play around on that side. Nigga, get it around on that side. Around on that side. Yeah, yo, I could be a preacher, bro. Wow. I what, feel what, like what I could. I feel like I got enough energy, spunk, and charisma to be up there. Like, listen now. So, go ahead, go ahead. We listen now, okay? Sermon Proverbs forty five and thirty six says, "If God so loved you, and you not, nah. yo, but so." What are you trying to say? Like, it's, it's, it's something that It anybody takes some... I'm not saying anybody, but I think I could sell it. Okay. I think I could sell it. I could play the part for sure. So you think we're being sold something? Or is I that think, a, divine, a divine right, divine nature? 
what's divine nature? Preachers. I think there. I think there's a purpose for preachers, but we un- I understand the character caricaturism of what they do, and I see so many. I I see it. I see it. I literally. I literally see it. So I'm like, oh man, I could do that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Hey, man, let me get a 501c3. Let me get some money. You ain't dealing with something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Pimp and sin, pimp, pimp and sin. <laughs> nah, not all preachers are pimps, but y'all know what I mean. But for this segment of Don't Ask No Questions, I'm talking about this white dude right here, Bill Gates, Buying up all this prime farmland around the United Snakes, I mean the United States of America. Recently, he's been making some big purchases, 242,000 acres of farmland. He he recently made a purchase, I think it was of 14,000 some odd acres of prime farmland and it's really not being talked about it's not raising any red flags it's not ringing any bells and bill gates is somebody that we should all be skeptical of he's one that has used his wealth to manipulate our health efforts to manipulate vaccine efforts he comes from a eugenics background He's spoken about population control. So what benefit from this rapacious activity, this aggressively greedy activity of snatching up all this farmland? How good could how good could it be for the people in the long run? Him monopolizing and controlling all this all these acres of land. And we know Bill Gates wants to, he has an initiative to want to block out the sun and put some technology, initiative and technology to block out the sun to, to do something. And I'm saying this is, a, this is a man that raises some red flags for me. And he, his activity is questionable. He's given vaccines and people have died in Africa the DTP vaccine, and he's used his, he's one of the biggest uh, contributors. The Bill Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation are is one of the biggest contributors to the World Health Organization. And we know all you got to do is follow the money. Always. Always follow the money. Bill, the Bill Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation is, is one of, if not the biggest contributor to the wealth the World Health Organization. So it could dictate initiatives. It could dictate an agenda. We, I want this money to go here. I want this money to go here. And he's involved in the global, uh, the global attainment for vaccine initiative. He, want, he wants people vac- vaccinated. Okay, and quote, let me give you a quote that he said. He said, uh, vaccinations and improve health care can help reduce the rate of the global population growth rate. Don't that sound like population control to you? If you want to reduce the rate it of... Is. It is. <laughs> it Ain't no way like around it. it. So a man like this is buying up all this farmland 
242,000 acres of farmland to do what? 242,000 acres of farmland across the country is interesting. And it's funny to me because the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has made a pledge to give away pretty much all of their wealth. Quote before unquote, they die. Before they die. Mm-hmm. And but they're you, not giving it to their kids. But you buy out this land, right? And land never loses its value. Land never loses its value. And then when you develop things on top of that land, it becomes more valuable. But and he's the biggest landowner in America. The biggest farmland owner. I don't know. I didn't or, I didn't see the biggest landowner, but biggest farmland owner. Farmland owner. But even if it's farms that can be developed later as the country continues to grow. But that's also controlling, having control over food supply. That's having control over food supply. And that's also forcing out small farm owners. You're monopolizing all these acres of land. It's that, that's, that's a cause of concern for me. But there, I don't see many articles talking about it. I don't see many news media outlets talking about it. It's not something that's going back and forth about on social media. We're talking about uh, Meghan and uh, Prince Henry. We're talking about um, Kanye West and him uh, getting divorced. I'm saying this is something that will affect. It's going to affect us. Our access to food, because we not we don't have this abundance of land. We're not growing any food, and we spoke about this as, as part of being black men, like what we have to control, what we have to literally produce. Right, and if you're not eating, if you're not eating, that's one of the foundations for life. What's going on? So I, I'm saying, let's ask the questions. Let's figure out. What's going on and and what Bill Gates is up to a man that has advocated or spoke about that or has spoken about population control and slowing down the rate through vaccinations and improve. How can improve health care slow down the, the, the population rate? I don't understand that. I don't know. I, I'll try to figure it out for y'all later, though. I, but I, I think the premise is. People are vaccinated. They're not having sex. They, they live like. Well, I've Bro, seen, there's no way you can rationalize it. Help me. Help me. Go ahead. When people are vaccinated. When people are vaccinated. They live longer lives. So they, they manage what they do accordingly. So instead of trying to have a bunch of kids because there's an expectation that some of your kids will die. What? This Bro, you the, try you reaching right now. You trying to hey, heard, hey. This is what I heard her talk about. Uh, who's her? Uh Melinda Gates on, on 60 60 um, Yo. You said you said this to me to a to a to a stupid man, a smart man sounds smart or to <laughs> You sound dumb. You sound smart to somebody dumb. Yeah, something like that like yo. <laughs> people people not rushing to have no kids. People are not rushing to have kids. No. In countries where life expectancy is a lot lower uh-huh. and child child deaths are, are higher, they have more kids with the expectation that 
all your kids are not going to live to be have a full life. Right. Right, right. Okay. So, got you. Not buying it though. So, yeah. Watch this dude Bill Gates. Look at his history, look at his activity, look what he does with vaccinations and what he's done on the continent in Africa. I've seen some articles about the DTP vaccination and how it killed more kids than the than the disease itself. That his vaccinations have killed more kids than the disease itself. You got to be wary of somebody that want to initiate technology to block out the sun. You got to be worried about somebody who's a major contributor to the World Health Organization and money has never been something that should dictate whether people get health care or whatever that they need to live a to live a decent life. So watch out for this man, Bill Gates. Don't ask, I said. Don't ask, I said. Don't ask, I said. Don't ask. No questions. Just give the money. I said. Ask the questions. What's going on? Get the collection play around on that side. Nigga, get it around on that side. Yeah, yeah, bro, that's what I got, man. Hey, man, I, I feel good about this one. I say. You know, hopefully uh, you felt this energy. There's a lot of energy here. Facts. A lot of proud black male energy devoted towards something greater. I say. Uh, the, the sum of our individual or the whole is greater than the sum of our individual parts. We like spokes on a wheel, baby. We got to maintain that integrity. We have we have to be that uh, living example of that. I should. So, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate your time. Tell a friend to tell a friend and tell a friend. Hey. All right? Tell your mama. Also. Tell your cousin. Also. Tell your sisters and brother. Tell everybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> also, listen through because we got some good music playing at the end. I should. You know, Kwame Haru dropping some uh, spiritual gems on us, mm-hmm. some mental knowledge, some thought-provoking uh, ideas, right? We talk about uh, a moratorium, a certain kind of music. I say, for real, though. You, you, yeah. So you got something for him. You're, yeah, not, you're not only speaking to it, but you you, you provided a replacement. It. Man, music for all, all everybody, all my people, no curses. I try to be uplifting and educational as well. So, yeah, check me out, Kwame Heru, SoundCloud, underscore Kwame Heru on Instagram, Kwame Heru, Facebook. And like we said, at the end of this uh, recording, you, you'll hear a song as well. Ashe. Ashe. I hope you like the last one. Yo, we out of here, man. We got some words of wisdom for y'all. Keep your eye on your cheddar. And watch out for rats. Pompa, yay, yay. Rest in peace to the God Justice Cipher. We're tired of asking. And you should be too. Peace and black power. Peace and black power. Peace and black power and love and light to the family. Yo, I'm about to bust a freestyle real quick. Nah, I'm just joking. I'm out. <laughs> yes, we are. 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 Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Kings and Queens Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Kings and Queens Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Kings and Queens
Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Kings and queens Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Said this, money over nothing, family above it all In the hard times, family stop you from taking the falls So, you on the road to riches? Well, we walk a higher path, we definitely on the road To something different, they try to stop us and fail To power by a source that they can't even compare to It's rare to see the almighty Powered by a source like the almighty Alrighty, then the type of movement I'm moving To bring together women and children and men We don't procrastinate, we get up and we move today So, we gon' definitely aim high and soar straight through the sky Pass the sun, moon and the stars and don't forget your crayons Cause we are kings and queens Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Kings and queens Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Kings and queens Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Kings and queens Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are I said, forget the lies, I'm trying to give you the truth Forget the speculation, I'm trying to give you the proof Forget the ground floor, I'm taking you to the roof To the top, my people, cause all I do is love you What the mind can't conceive, that we can achieve What we got to do is believe that we are Kings and queens, ain't no in-between We did things unheard of and unseen Like build pyramids, erect empires We've been hired, man, we've been flying for sure And you know we gon' be around for long With the most high, no way, we can't expire, you know so, we got to take the next step Cause this game of life we get no sequel And we gon' show those near and far Here abroad that we're royal Because we are Kings and queens Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Kings and queens Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Kings and queens Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Kings and queens Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Come on my people, it's time to make changes we gotta change the way we eat, we gotta change the way we live, we definitely gotta change the way we treat each other. What we doing right now, it's not natural to us, it's fakeness. It's time to take the masks off and put the crowns on. It's time to return to greatness, cause we are Kings and Queens. Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are. Kings and Queens. Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are. Kings and Queens. Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are. Kings and Queens. Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Kings and queens So soulful yes, we baby are, Yes we are, yes we are Kings and queens Ken, I think we got yes, another we hit are, yes, we are, I know yes, they gon' feel are. this Kings and queens Yes we are, yes we are, yes we are Kings and queens Yes, yes we are, we yes we are, are. yes we are